Welcome to the Outpost Church podcast for Discipleship Training Week 2023. This year, our theme was All He Asks is Everything. Over the next few episodes, you'll be encouraged by a variety of speakers who actively lay down their lives to serve God and His kingdom. We hope that as you listen, you feel inspired to further understand what it means to follow Jesus and surrender all aspects of our lives to Him. We hope you enjoy. and then go to the Frank Baxter Detention Centre. And at the time, there was a Baxter Detention Centre in in Australia that was getting a lot of media attention, but this was the Frank Baxter Youth Detention Centre. And they were going to be involved in running a program uh, called Torch, which is a Christian program for three days uh, in this detention centre. And I ended up praying with them um, a few days before they were going to leave and a few of us were praying and just found myself pa- praying very passionately and um, it was a real standout for me at the time of just feeling a real sense of passion over what they were doing. Anyway, um, that finished up and a couple of days later I get a phone call and it's saying, ah, oh, the person that was going to come with us now can't come but there's a plane ticket, do you want to come? And I was like... Yes, I do. Uh, it was just so interesting how the seed had been sown in that time of prayer for what I ended up being able to invest in. And it was only maybe two days' notice uh, for actually getting on the plane and going. And I interrupted plans that I had, but I was very happy uh, for that change of plans. We, we see that in the scriptures with uh, Jesus saying to his disciples, Pray, therefore, to the Lord of the harvest to send out harvesters into his harvest field. And then it's straight after that that Jesus says, go to his disciples. So they were to pray for the harvesters to go out, and they actually were the harvesters that went out. It's interesting the way prayer is connected to action. We are going to spend some time praying uh, for some youth. And we're going to have some some names um, and some prayer points to pray into. But I want us to know, first and foremost, the power of prayer. Uh, and there's a, a phrase that I've been challenged by over the past little while, which is that prayer is the work. Often we pray uh, for the work. Often we pray as part of what we're doing. But prayer is the work. And I want to show you in in Scripture. So let's have a look at Colossians. We'll go towards the end of Colossians. So Colossians chapter 4, verse 12. Colossians chapter 4, verse 12. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus <clears throat> sends you greetings. He is always wrestling for you in his prayers so that you can stand mature 
and fully assured in everything God wills. He's wrestling for you in his prayers. What is his hope? His hope is that you can stand mature and fully assured in everything God wills. He's praying for their maturity. And we continue the next verse. For I testify about him that he works... For I testify about him that he works hard for you, for those in Laodicea and for those in Hierapolis. How is he working hard for them? We assume wrestling for them in prayer. Wrestling for them in prayer. We go back to chapter 2. So Colossians chapter 2, where Paul says, For I want you to know how greatly I am struggling for you, for those in Laodicea and for all who have not seen me in person. It doesn't specify that he's struggling for them in prayer, but that is my strong suspicion, is that Paul is struggling for them in his prayers. Prayer is the work. We pray because we know that God acts. There's a quote from John Wesley that says, God does nothing on earth except through believing prayer. God, well, you can take it up with John Wesley. <laughs> His actual words were, God does nothing on earth save through believing prayer. But we would take that as but. He acts upon our prayers. He definitely created the world without us asking him to, so it's not saying that he can't do anything else, but he chooses to act when we pray. There's a, a lady from our church, um, Sally, and Sally, about 10 years ago, went to, uh, just had this real burden for, for young people at Colonnades, and she went to Ramsey Place and she prayed. And it became a regular thing for her for a season where she would go to Ramsey Place and she would pray for the young people. She wasn't there to interact with them. She'd just go, set herself up and start praying and praying over the young people in Ramsey Place. And it blew her mind when last year she found out that Streetlight had started in that very place that she had been praying about a decade earlier. That's incredible. Praying in that place for the youth. And what is the purpose of Streetlight? It is to minister to those youth. God responds to our prayers. I actually want to just pray over each of us. Um, and then I'm going to invite Jess to come up. And she's going to lead us in this next part where we are going to do some praying. Um, so I want to pray something over you. Um, that you might like to pray over yourself, that you might like to pray over one another, you might like to pray over these young people. Um, and this is from Colossians, just to preempt it. Uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 3 says, We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you. So, what is something that is always a part of his prayer? Thanksgiving. In our prayer meeting this morning, we were looking at verses 15, 16, and 17 of Colossians chapter 3. Every single verse ends with give thanks. Give thanks, give thanks, give thanks. It uses gratitude one of the times, but it's saying the same thing 
over and over again. Giving thanks is such an important thing. We always give thanks when we pray for you. All right, then verse 9. For this reason also, the reason is he just heard of their faith in Christ, their love for all the saints. For this reason also, since the day we heard this, we haven't stopped praying for you. Which means we also pray for people when things are going well, when they're going well in their faith, when there's strength there, still need prayer. We are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. Who here is filled with the knowledge of God's will? Let's keep praying then. We are praying that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Who here has all wisdom? (laughs) All spiritual understanding. This is what we have access to. I was speaking before about the righteousness that we have because of Christ. We have the mind of Christ, we're told in Corinthians. If it was written, it says you have the mind of Christ. If it was written in uh, like Southern American, it would be y'all have the mind of Christ. If it was written in the Aussie, it'd be like you all have the mind of Christ. It's collective. We have the mind of Christ. It is not that one person stands up and says, it's me, I have the mind. We have the mind of Christ. We have, yeah, that we may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Filled with the knowledge of his will. It is a mind-blowing reality and it is ours in Christ. Verse 10, this is the purpose of that, being filled with the knowledge of his will. The purpose is so that we may walk worthy of the Lord. Walking worthy of the Lord, living in such a manner that it reflects Jesus 100%. Walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him. Bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. But wait. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. The power is not according to our need. The power is according to his superabundant ability to meet any need according to his glorious might. So that you may have great endurance and patience, joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. You'll notice that giving thanks is in there. We give thanks to the one who has qualified us or enabled us in this translation to share in the saints' inheritance and the light. He has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the son he loves. In him we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Mind-blowing stuff. So I invite you to position yourself to receive... As we read this, may we receive this. We are asking that we may be filled with the knowledge of your will, King Jesus, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, so that we may walk worthy of you, fully pleasing to you, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in our knowledge of you, being strengthened with all power, 
according to your glorious might, so that we may have great endurance and patience, joyfully giving thanks to you who have enabled us to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. You have rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into your kingdom. In you we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah and amen. Over to you, Jess. looks like I'm really prepared, but we'll see. Um, I, I really love what you shared earlier um, around the way that Jesus asks really good questions. Um, and that's something that in Streetlight we really encourage our volunteers to do a lot of, to ask questions. Um, far more than uh, we encourage them to actually speak, we encourage them to listen and to ask big questions. Um, because so often, well, God is doing a work in the lives of the young people and um, often prompting them to think about that by, um, we, you know, we wouldn't necessarily say any um, Christianese words or Bible words. Um, we might not, um, in these questions, mention Jesus or God, but just um, asking them to think about why they um, are making the choices that they're making or why um, they believe the things that they do. Um, it's, I love it because it gives time for Holy Spirit to reveal truths to them, um, for them to actually take the time to think about deep questions and it allows us as volunteers time to spend um, in prayer and um, to be listening to them and to be listening to the Holy Spirit. Um, I really loved, uh, I spent some time a long time ago in uh, Morocco on a mission trip, and one of the key takeaways from that time was um, with it being an Islamic nation, we weren't able to um, gather and pray like publicly easily. Um, so we really built habits of um, just praying as we walked, as like day-to-day doing things. Um, there might be two or three of us and we would just walk around and pray. And for me, it became like more of a conversation of prayer that um, in the same way that you could go for a walk with a friend and have a conversation, um, I began doing that with a physical friend there. Um, but also having a, a conversation with God at the same time with our eyes wide open, being able to still be in community um, and really asking God to um, open our eyes to what he was seeing as well. Um, so I think with Streetlight, that's something that uh, we're c continually challenged on to be able to see like art and we have to keep seeking God. I know I do. Um, it's not natural um, to see people and to see um, dysfunction and challenges um, in the beauty and the truth, the way that God sees these things. I think we see, um, we can often see 
problems or challenges where um, we should be looking and seeing opportunities. Um, and so, yeah, I just encourage you as you're in day-to-day -day life, whether it's at the shops or whatever, um, but to just be asking God to um, help you to see people in the community that, the way that he sees them um, and uh, to be um, attentive to Holy Spirit and what he's leading us to, to do in the way that we um, connect in community um, in, yeah, all, all sorts of areas, but I suppose in Streetlight we particularly uh, intentionally um, put ourselves in an environment of clear um, dysfunction or challenges at times. Um, I, oh, uh, I'll share um, a fun story that happened yesterday. So um, Nick and um, Megan from Streetlight were chatting with someone on Wednesday afternoon down at uh, Ramsey Place, a young 17-year-old. Uh, um, and he had been um, couch surfing or he was staying at his girlfriend's. But since the age of 16, his dad basically said, it's time for you to be independent, out you go. Um, and um, this young person had overstayed his welcome uh, with his girlfriend and um, really needed a place to be able to live, um, a safe place. And um, he used Nick's phone, because uh, he didn't have a phone, um, to contact um, with Megan. They were chatting to a, a service to be able to help provide um, accommodation. Um, and the service said that they would give this young person a call back. Um, and the following day, uh, Megan called. Fortunately, we now have um, some more immediate contacts with uh, residential homes or emergency care places in the area for young people. So Megan contacted one of these places and said, is this young person now staying with you? Do you have, do you have a bed available? Um, and unfortunately, well, fortunately they had a bed available, but they still hadn't been contacted by the other service to say that there was a need. This young person was looking for a place. Um, so as I left here yesterday, um, Megan called me. I was at Colonnades and she's like, I don't have this young person's number, but there's a bed for him and it won't be available for long. He needs to get into it now. Um, can you look out for him? And I was like, I'm literally running from the storeroom to buy ice and sausages and back out to the skate park. Um, but I'll, I'll keep my eyes open. Um, and I went to get the ice and there was no ice in the fridge. So it was one of those quick moments of like, God, I don't have time for this, but you've obviously got something, time for something. Um, and as I went to the service desk to ask someone to, if there was ice out the back, um, the young person was there at the service desk. And not only was the young person there, but Megan had also messaged another one of our volunteers, Peter, who lives in the South, to be like, if you see this young person, can you tell him? And we literally, like all of us, connected at the same time. Um, so that was really exciting. And um, I... 
and I'm, I'm yet to find out the full details, but hopefully he now has a, a safe place to live. Um, so I'm going to ask you in a little bit to, to pray for some specific young people and um, one table I'll put um, that young person's um, in front of you guys and ask you to, but if you can all keep him in your prayers. Um, the thing I, I found extra cool about this was this month we were actually focusing, each month we focused on a different characteristic of Christ um, and this month was um, God being our hiding place um, and so we, uh, this, the sketch pad, so we have these sketch pads and every week we have a different question um, that young people can either draw or write their responses to um, or they can verbally chat about it. Um, and they're, they're all kind of centred around that monthly characteristic of Christ. Um, and so the question that we had this time was, uh, what makes a house a home? Um, so I just, yeah, I love seeing God's timing of bringing these things together. Um, and a big part I want to say is, yeah, thank you for those who are already praying for Streetlight Ministry. Um, we see... Um, such a huge difference in engagements where we're really intentional around asking people to pray um, for specific needs as well. Um, we, there was a, a few months ago in the north, um, we went out one night and I, as I was walking to our storeroom like half an hour before we engaged to meet the team and whatnot, um, I could already see there was probably a hundred odd young people um, out in the entertainment precinct, the outside area where we would normally engage. Um, and it wasn't a it didn't seem like a particularly um, positive environment at the time. I could see lots of young people were really frustrated and confused, lots of security out the front, um, and there was already. Uh, I think there was around eight police officers and mounted police. So it, things had escalated and when I talked to security, um, there had already been about 10 incidents amongst young people that day. Um, so the shopping centre had decided young people full stop were not coming into the centre. Um, and so straight away, um, I need to change my phone settings because I don't, I don't have it set up to be able to do this, but Ben's um, prayer support team, it, he, he can just send a text message and it goes out to everyone. Um, and so really just asking that people would cover the place in peace. Um, and we did end up still, we set up Streetlight outside where there was already so many young people gathered. And um, we had young people coming up so we're sort of on like a raised level, concrete, round space with our big white tent. Um, and we had young people coming up to the space and actually saying, like to myself and to other volunteers, oh, wow, it's so peaceful up here. Like, I'm, I'm coming up here to get away from all the drama. And like just multiple comments around peace over the place, um, which was clear to us was Holy Spirit um, and it was really cool because it was literally the difference between like here and then like here not on the level where there was still um, 
yeah, a lot of um, chaos and challenges happening around, but people knew that Streetlight was a safe place and a place that they were welcome and um, loved. And so that was really cool to see. On that particular night, we had a young person um, who was quite triggered by um, a mounted police horse um, with, yeah, past trauma and things. When the horse got too close and a friend got arrested, um, the young person went into um, shock and was getting very angry with um, uh, everyone. Um, and the police started, like, the police saw the young person up where Streetlight was and you could just see them, like, starting to, like, come to approach the young person. And um, Megan, the social worker who's um, on board with Streetlight now, she just spun around to the police and was like, can you just give me one second? Um, and it was just beautiful to witness the way that um, really, like, God through Megan, was able to de-escalate the situation and um, the relationships that we have with the young people. Um, this young person was able to, um, like, in, in a way that I had never actually seen before because this young person um, can get quite easily um, fired up and upset. But, um, yeah, just very quickly, um, very calmly had a conversation uh, with Megan that uh, and actually got to a point um, where she was calm enough that she decided to walk to the police station um, even though there was police there but that wasn't the right environment to chat because the police were busy um, but Megan and this young person walked to the police station so that the young person could calmly say to the police officers what she felt wasn't fair about the situation how she felt she wanted to stand up for a friend and something that had happened um, and yeah I just loved um, seeing that sort of transformation in her and the fact that um, she came to a point where she could actually very calmly and respectfully um, be able to talk to police or people in authority um, who um, she previously would have really struggled um, to have those conversations. Uh, but, yeah, more than anything, um, I believe it's a testament to prayer and um, the covering that we have. Um, I... I don't know, should I share another testimony of the young people or pray? Yeah. Um... I suppose um, coming into, we're going to be praying for some young people. Um, this is a pretty um, heavy story. It's not nice, um, but it is um, very much um, showing the amazing power of God and the transformation that he has. Um, and, yeah, so to before we pray for the, some of these young people, just painting more of a picture of some of the challenges um, that they're facing. Uh, a lot of young people, um, yeah, do come to Streetlight. Um, I suppose with doing henna, I see a lot of um, self-harm uh, as people sort of lay out their, their hands and it is an opportunity, yeah, um, like you said, to be able to 
just have that one-on-one -on -one time and show love and open up conversations. Um, one young person came for the first time to Streetlight on a Thursday night and um, pulled down her top to reveal um, like rope burns. She'd only just come out of hospital and um, she said to us that she did not feel any safer than when she was um, brought into hospital. Um, but that the hospital had said that there was no longer a place for her. Um, and one of our volunteers, um, multiple things happened around supporting that young person, um, but there was an opportunity for um, one of our volunteers to invite this young person along to their church, just had a prayer meeting the following night. Um, and I, the young person had asked for henna, but was sort of in such a state that it was like, oh, I don't know what I want, you choose kind of thing. Um, and I, I wrote like hope, truth and love on her wrists. Um, and yeah, that night we supported, she was, um, she'd left her family situation. Um, so it was estranged from her family and a part of a, a cult group. Um, and that night she was supported to make sure she had a, a safe place. Um, and the following day came along to um, one of the volunteers church um, meetings, she, um, over the course of weeks, um, did give her life to God and we just saw incredible transformations in um, her and the way that she viewed herself and viewed others. And she also, like, reconnected with family, which was a healthy, I know it's not always a healthy situation for that to be the outcome, um, but for this young person it was. So uh, just so encouraging to see such a huge transformation. Um, and for some, for some young people, we will um, journey with them for might be the full five years of their sort of high school years. Um, and um, we have supported young people in lots of different ways. Like Nick said, there's a lot of practical ways that we really are intentional around um, helping young people to be safe and to be able to, um, yeah, live um, a really um, healthy life. Um, and some young people choose to ask us um, more about our faith and to share um, more about Jesus and other young people are, are never interested. Um, and either way, it is um, our joy and I believe what we're called to do to love like them all equally and to invest equally in each of them. And um, I think that's, yeah, what I really love about Streetlight, that it's um, people or volunteers from all different churches but with the same um, calling to represent Jesus well in their lives, in the way that we love them, um, whether it be through our actions or words. Um, I will hand out 
Um, so these are the sketch pads that we usually um, have for young people um, on the table with different um, questions or thoughts. Um, but what I've done today is just written um, the name and age of a young person. Um, and I originally, um, I was going to write the challenges that they're facing or their struggles, um, but I, I felt um, convicted myself not to do that. But instead, um, I want to be able, I want to encourage you guys and to do it myself, but to be able to speak um, words of truth and hope and healing over them. Um, so I just, uh, I'll hand them around to different tables and just encourage you guys to spend time um, in prayer, um, whether it's independently or as a group, um, and um, whether it's with your Bibles open and asking um, for words of truth um, or verses. If people do um, have verses that they would like us um, to be able to, we, we might, I will pray as a team as to whether that's something we actually share with young people or whether it's we, something we just continue to speak over them um, in the coming weeks. So, um, yeah, like, like I did say earlier, I really believe that there is so much um, power in prayer and that this is um, an incredible way that uh, we get to join God in what he's doing in the lives of young people because so often there's conversations that we don't initiate but clearly God's gone before um, and young people open up conversations that we're not even expecting. Um, so. Yeah, I'd love it if you do write on them. Yeah. Or if you want to do what the kids do and draw what you're thinking, you can do that too. <laughs> I might, um, rather than, sh I might go around to each table and share um, about, a little bit more about the young people, um, rather than doing that with everyone together. Um, so, I'll, I'll put the sketch pads out, and if you'd like to hear more before beginning to pray, then um, we'd love it if you just pray for the team as a whole. Um, and particularly Ben and Annie in this season.